I don't know a lot, but I do know one thing. It's no longer April. So let's see how April ended. You are locked on MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Locked On MLB. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all the Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. And there's my lower third. You can call me Sully. I'm an Emmy-nominated television producer who has been a baseball podcaster for over a decade now. And this is my fifth season here at the Lockdown Podcast Network. You can follow our show at Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter or on Instagram. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. And we are going to be doing another recap. This is uh, just being dropped on the first day of May, 2023. Uh, tomorrow's show is going to be a, another crossover with Miller Thomas. And one of the things I'm going to be talking about on tomorrow's show is I'm going to be looking at some of the teams that were in first place going into May over the years who <laughs> became forgotten teams because they fell off a map. And the teams that went on to sometimes win the World Series, sometimes win the pennant, who st- just stumbled out of the gate. And these are some in recent years. So we're going to go over some of those teams in case you're getting a little too high if your team is off to a great start or if you're in the doldrums, if their April turned out to be a bad one. Uh, this is, I'm recording this Saturday morning. It's Saturday the 29th of April that I'm recording this. Uh, and it's a misty day here in Pasadena, California, in the luxurious lockdown MLB studios overlooking the historic Rose Bowl. Um, just go over a couple of quick things that happened in case you forgot. Uh, the Twins, I just want to just, you know, point out some of the teams that are off to really good starts. Uh, Polanco got the big three-run home run. Uh, Lopez, you know, pitched well enough to win. Uh, the, the Twins got off to a huge start. The Royals came storming back, but the Twins held on, and they're in first place, and they're winning the games they're supposed to win. You know, they're off to a 16-11 and 11 start, and I picked them to win the pennant. Uh, I think there's a lot of things that are going right with this team, but don't count out the Guardians because Bieber – with his seven strong innings against the Red Sox. Red Sox just couldn't get a rally going. You know, they couldn't, every time they got like a runner, it looked like they were going to get something going. You know, the, the Guardians jumped out to a 3 nothing lead, and it just kept, they, they just couldn't uh, let, let the Red Sox get a rally. And it's that's the key. I mean, Bieber wasn't, it wasn't like a dominating start. He just got out of every jam. And that's a really good sign for him and a good sign for the Guardians who are trying to turn things around. They climb back to 500, and I think they're going to be fine. The most frustrating game of the, of the, uh, of the night because it has repercussions beyond, you know, it was played on April 28th. And it has, you know, ripple effects could be felt in September. Uh, the Mets and the Braves played a game. Uh, Freed is going to get credit for a complete game shutout. It was rained out after five innings and it was no, it was a zero, zero score. Peterson was pitching great. And Matt also did a three run home run. Braves took the lead final score for nothing. And chances are the NL East is going to be the Braves and the Mets at each other's throats. And here is a game 
which is a head-to-head game. So if they become, if they're tied, maybe their head-to-head matchup becomes part of it. It is a win for the Brave and a loss for the Mets colliding. And it was rained out after five innings. Now look at the Braves are a fine team. They've got a good bullpen. Maybe four nothing was going to be enough. But if you're a Met fan, you're thinking, if the division comes down to one game, I guarantee you all anyone is going to think about if the division comes down to one game is a, is a game in September down the stretch. But you rewind back to April 28th when a head-to-head matchup was rained out. Um, there you go. Um, it's just, it's good. It's going to have repercussions. Uh, Paredes hit another home run. The Rays won again. They've dusted themselves off. They're 20. They've won 22 of their first 27 games. This is 1984 Tigers-esque when the Tigers got off to a, just an unreal start and just hung on and just, just steamrolled all the way to the World Series title. Do I think that's going to happen with the, uh, with the Rays? I don't know. I do know we'd had a World Series rematch and Aaron Nola took over. It was a 3-1 Phillies final, but uh, Nola shut down the Astros and uh, you let up one run in the first inning and he pitched eight. He didn't let up a run for the next seven. Uh, Good sign for the Phillies. Again, the Astros are going to be fine. Don't even worry about the Astros, but they'll be fine. Remember I had that whole scenario where the Angels could jump ahead in first place and a lot of things had to happen. The Angels had to win and the Astros had to lose and the um, Rangers had to lose. I'll get to the Ranger game in a second. The Astros lost. So that was good for the, the Angels' hopes. But, you know, they got a great start from Anderson. And then they lost two to one to the Brewers. Now I'm not going to call that a dumb win because the Brewers are a fine team. It was just a well played game, and the Brewers happened to win. But just these are the little games that are going to that again. The Angels need to get some momentum going if they want to have that surprise season where they go into the postseason. It's not going to happen. Uh, the A's played the first game since everyone knew found out they're they're out of here. And 6,000 people showed up to the Oakland Coliseum. Do you blame them? I mean, this is a team that hasn't raised the payroll. The payroll is lower this year than it was in 2004. This is a team that doesn't invest in the stadium, doesn't invest in the team. And I'm going to talk a little bit this week about the danger of money, the movie Moneyball and the phenomenon of Moneyball and how in so many ways that became propaganda that the A's could lean on. And we just, it destroyed a very proud franchise. And, you know, I wish them well in Las Vegas. I still think going to Las Vegas is a disastrous idea. Going to Kansas City didn't work. I thought it was dumb for them to move to Oakland. There were other markets they could have gone to. Now they're going to Las Vegas. Uh, at some point this summer, I, I have a video that I, I, I'm i putting together about the fact that why aren't the Philly why aren't the A's still in Philadelphia? Why wasn't it the Phillies who moved? And I've talked about that before. I've covered a bunch of things. I have to finish that video up there. But I, 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 my father used to say, you don't solve a problem by creating a problem. I think moving to Las Vegas is creating a problem. Anyway, uh, they lost in a wild game to the Reds. By the way, April is over when you're watching this. The Cardinals have gone, you know, they played like two or three games in March. And then all of April, okay, we're going into May, and the Cardinals have dropped the first game 
of every series they've played. It's tough to win a division if every series you're starting off saying, oh boy, we got to split the next two in order to get a win. In order to, we have to win the next two in order to get the, the series win if it's a three game series. If you split, then you lose the series. That's one way they're 10 and 17, the team that everyone thought was going to win. Um, let's go back to the, the main game, which was between the first place Texas Rangers, which sounds weird, and the Yankees. Um, the Rangers won the game. The Yankees don't have Aaron Judge, who had an MRI. He's probably going to miss this series. He'll probably, you know, the, and, and I, I can't speculate despite all rumors. I'm not a doctor. But even Aaron Judge couldn't tell you at the end of the game, you know, whether or not Judge is going to go on the injured list or not. Uh, by the time you're hearing this, we'll have heard of the MRI results. But you just saw, I mean, they, they, were they lost uh, five to two. Clark Schmidt just got lit up again. Um, Grossman hit a big two-run home run. They just jumped up to a five-nothing lead, and you know they just didn't. The Yankees, you know, if you take um, Judge out of the and Judge has not been great this year, by the way. He's been vulnerable, but he's still Aaron freaking Judge. But you take a look at this lineup. Calhoun is batting cleanup. LeMay, he was batting leadoff. Peraza, Cabrera, Cordero, Hicks, Hash. I mean, this lineup looks like a split squad spring training game. If I say this is the lineup, this is the Yankee lineup without Judge, without Stanton. DJ LeMayhew, Rizzo, Torres. By the way, Rizzo is off to a good start. Calhoun batting cleanup. Peraza's, who's batting, by the way, I know batting average isn't the end-all and be-all, 160 batting fifth. Cabrera batting sixth. Cordero batting seventh. Hicks batting eighth. Hitchhike Gaioka. Um, of the final six batters, um, of the final five batters in their lineup, Cabrera has the highest batting average with 213. Everyone else is below 200. I know batting average isn't the end-all, be-all. There are other ways, other metrics to judge a hitter. But those are, I mean, there, there's no there's no there there. And you, you, you take away Stanton, even a slumping Stanton or judge, at least they force you to throw strikes to the early batters. I mean, the Yankee, I, I, you know what? I, I, I give credit to Aaron Aaron Boone at this point for having the Yankees having a winning record at this point, you know, that the fact that they are 15 and 12, I, I mean, he's juggling around. But the other thing is DeGrom left with another precautionary health reason. This was a gimme win to him. I mean, if they're looking at Bill up his win loss record, I couldn't possibly care less about a pitcher's win loss record, but they took him out in the fourth for precautionary reasons. Remember when everyone was giving me guff about saying I got Ranger fans all over me when I was saying you can't rely on Jacob DeGrom to be an innings eating ace. He hasn't been for a while. He's been on the I he's done time on the injured list in 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022. I detected a pattern. And when he's healthy and when he's on the mound, he is the best pitcher in baseball. 
I understand that. But if you hired him to be your innings eating ace, he's not the guy. And I had some, the major affairs were so mad at me. One of them wrote to my boss to try to get me fired for saying it. I swear to God that happened. It was like did via Twitter. So it's public knowledge. I'm not taking saying to get out of school. But here we are. I'm recording this in April. And there have been multiple starts that he's had to be taken out of for injury precaution reasons. I want Jacob deGrom to have a full season. Baseball is better with a full Jacob deGrom season. And I love the Rangers being in first place. I love surprise winners. And I love, love, love me some Bruce Bochy. But I wasn't wrong. I, I want to be wrong. I see no evidence of me being wrong at this point. But hey, Rangers, you want the good news? The Rangers won. And with the Astros' loss, that means, with the Astros' loss and the Angels' loss, that means you know that the Rangers are going to go into Sunday at least tied for first place. Worst case scenario. Well, let's see what happens on Saturday. Hey, if you're like me, you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste. I've got just the right thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and they always taste amazing. They're fantastic and they're good for you. You got to try it. But what makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. They come in great flavors. Churro, peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream. I'm not sure how Bill does it, but they do it. They taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. What's even better, they're healthy. They're only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait to get a box of the mail like you used to because you can go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and you can get your specialty flavors at Bilt.com. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart and pick up a four box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puff right at the pharmacy section. Or you can go to Sam's Club, get one of those 13 bar boxes in flavors like brownie batter puff or churro puff. You can thank me later. They're Built Bars. And you know how the song goes. Built Bars. They're still good. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you. And you never take a moment to think about what you need for yourself. I try my best to give you all the best podcasts I could do. And I have a job of which I teach lots of children. And believe me, there's a lot of pressure in my work and everything. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and sometimes burnt out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. I've been in therapy for a while, and I don't know what I'd do without it. It gives me that sense of perspective that you need when sometimes things feel like you may be losing control. Now, if you're thinking about starting therapy, and if you are, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB. You'll get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, 
H-E-L-P.com slash MLB. All right, the Saturday games are over, and uh, I fell asleep on the couch. That's right. I am now officially my dad. Um, by the way, if you are a regular listener to the show, if you're here, listen to me every day. Uh, as always, go to uh, whatever social media you use, whether it's YouTube or Twitter or Instagram or whatever, and just throw down a hashtag, Everyday Sully. Just want to get a sense of who's out there and everything. Um, by the way, also, if you're sending out tweets, if you happen to have hit a home run in the game in Mexico City, um, uh, let me know. Let me know. Raise your hand. Uh, Ten home runs were hit between San Diego and San Francisco, two teams that have pretty good pitching. And they went down there, and I, I'm, I've always been interested to see if – Mexico City could be a major league city. I know the last uh, few years have been, well, let's just call them politically charged between the two countries, but I, I don't care about that. I think Mexico City would go just over the moon for a baseball team. And we saw the crowd that they got for the Giants and the Padres. And it was, look, it was exciting to see the huge crowd and everything. But it was kind of like the London series a few years ago between uh, Boston and the Yankees when, oh, it turns out our stadium is not 100% equipped for major league hitters. Or maybe there's some adjustments we need to make because, um, yeah, there were some very good hitters. We got a bunch of big hits, but 10 home runs in one game. 16 to what was the sky was 16 to 11 between two teams with decent pitchers you know i mean yeah manny machado was a wonderful hitter you know nelson cruz nelson cruz went five for six manny machado hit two of those home runs himself so we'll see how today's game goes i mean it's fun but 16 to 11 is not a baseball score i'm sorry it's tough to me to look at that game and feel like I watched a Major League Baseball game. Nothing to do with the setting. Nothing to do with Mexico. It's 16 to 11. I mean, we want action, but holy cow, we need to slow down every once in a while. Um, there were a couple of games that happened the other day that were the mirror opposite of that. But heck, you know, it's it, fine. It'll get. It's a fun series. Uh, let's see if today's score looks less like a 49er Charger game than a Giants-Padres game. Yes, I know the Chargers aren't in San Diego anymore. Uh, I still haven't accepted that. Uh, there was a couple of things happened in baseball yesterday that I think are worth pointing out. Um, lest we forget, a couple of years ago, the Chicago White Sox went into this season as the, well, they won the division. They went into playoffs in the truncated COVID season. They won the division easily in 2021. They were the consensus pick to win the division last year. Well, things didn't go well for the team last year. They finished even 500. They made a bunch of changes. And now they're 7-21. and 21, And they've lost 10 straight games. And the fact that the Kansas City Royals uh, came from behind on on Saturday against Minnesota, they scored a run in the eighth and a run in the ninth, and there was just 
was a couple of twins made a couple of bonehead mistakes and there was really good base running by Kansas City. It happens. The twins are still in first place. I still they're still a good team. But with that win and the White Sox loss, the White Sox are now not only tied for last place, but they are just they the only thing keeping them from being the worst team in baseball right now are the hapless A's which aren't even, they're not even worth talking about. They lost again. They're making every team that comes into Oakland look like world beaters. Hell, the Reds are now on a five-game winning streak because of them. I digress. White Sox came in to Saturday on a nine-game losing streak. They haven't lost 10 in a row in, in like a, like a, in a decade. And Lance Lynn, uh, who was a, you know, who is has a wonderful career, World Series ring, all-star pitcher, and uh, is is one of the veteran anchors of that staff, took the mound, and it was against Tampa Bay. And Lynn, for the first six innings, was magnificent. It was throwing a no-hitter. And you're like thinking, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. This is how you break out of it. And you're also thinking in the back of your head because the Central is a winnable division. You could get off to a crummy start. But the Twins, while they're a fine team, aren't exactly the 1998 Yankees. They're capable of going out of losing streak. We saw them do it last year. Cleveland, very good team, but again, very young and vulnerable. And you know, Kansas City is a mess. Detroit's not really there yet. This is still a division that if the White Sox had a turning point and a solid May, as I said, you the really the first time you look at the standings for real. I mean, I'm doing it now because it's they're there. But the first time you really have any sort of sense of the team is going to be in the first day of May or first day of June. Sorry, and a good May could pull the White Sox out of the doldrums. A no hitter could pull against the Rays could pull them out of the doldrums. Well, Lance Lynn let up a hit in the seventh inning. And they took him out with six, and he wound up a couple other hits, and there were some runners on. So, okay, take him out, give him the standing ovation. And then it happened. The White Sox went from having a potentially season-turning psychological boost of a no-hitter to allowing 10 runs in one inning. The Rays turned... Oh, we're being no hit. We're being shut down to an absolute blowout from a no hitter in the seventh to a 10 spot in the seventh final score. If you just looked at the scores, oh, 12 to three, the Rays blew the doors off the dump. They were being no hit into the seventh and the White Sox collapsed so badly that this is a gut punch. This is one of those moments where like, oh my God, what are they? Because now they're on a 10 game losing streak. You know, I said it's never the wrong time to go on a seven-game winning streak. It's never the right time to lose 10 in a row. I don't know what's happening with the White Sox. They have, I mean, this has to be the gut check time. This has to be the moment where they look in the mirror and say, if we want to salvage anything with this year, then we, it has to start now, the final day of April. Because they have to have a good May. Because if they have a lousy May, then start chucking bodies over the side and rebuild. Abreu already skedaddled. 
you know, start taking a good hard look at this team and say, who, who can we get for who? Because this is just, yesterday was it was a catastrophe. By the way, one of the best stories you can imagine is making his first ever start. He made some relief appearances. Easton McGee, which sounds like a fake name. It sounds like I can't remember someone. And so, I don't know, that guy over there, Easton McGee. Easton McGee locked antlers with Kevin Gosman, who's one of the best pitchers in the American League, and took a no-hitter into the seventh inning. Finally let up a hit. And, of course, they have to remove him instantly. If you admit it, your no-hitter is over. You have to be removed. That's the new law. I didn't realize that. And the uh, and, and the Mariners wound up losing that game. And, by the way, never a wrong time to have – there's never a wrong time of a six-game winning streak, which is exactly what Toronto has right now. But think about it. You had two pitchers yesterday take no-hitters into the seventh inning. And both of those teams wound up losing the game. Uh, that's that's surreal. That's just surreal to me. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, by the way, reached back and threw a uh, made people remember who the heck he is. And he is he's having another terrific year, by the way, in up against St. Louis, one nothing final score. Kershaw had a no hitter through four, but you know you don't pay attention to no hitters till you get to the sixth or seventh. But he. Uh, struck out nine, didn't walk any, allowed only two hits. That's the Clayton Kershaw I know. And Zach Wheeler was also great, sh- shutting down the Astros in the World Series rematch. Six to one was that. Um, there, there was the pitching performance of the day, however, was Nathan Eovaldi. And Nathan Eovaldi did that thing that no one seems to do anymore, and that is he went nine. He pitched a complete game shutout, uh, absolutely handcuffing the New York Yankees with three hits, and it, you know, final score was two nothing. The, the I got to say, you got to give credit where credit is due. Uh, Brito of the Yankees pitched fine. He allowed a two run home run in the fourth or fifth inning, and that was it. That was all the score for the entire game. But I make the point that I made from the other day. Their lineup of this is the lineup that they put up there: Volpe, Rizzo, Torres, Lemayhew, Calhoun, Cabrera, Trevino, Bowers, Kiner Falefa. That's that's a major league lineup for the Yankees. You know, with the Red Sox walk-off win, the Red Sox and Yankees have. Uh, are almost drawn even. If the Red Sox win today and the uh, Yankees lose, they will finish April tied. Again, long way to go. But um, if the Yankees have another mediocre month, and this is this is by their the best hope for them is to finish April one game above five hundred. Uh, no, two games above five hundred. My, my bad. If they win today, they'll be two games over 500. Um, But this is not a team that strikes fear in your heart. Yeah, I know that Aaron Judge is injured. But is this team designed that if Aaron Judge is injured, they're basically putting up a minor league lineup? I don't understand how that happened. And I have some thoughts. I also have one more thought. The Pittsburgh Pirates who are the first National League team to reach 20 wins, who had that in their poll, 
Uh, I got to be honest. They are so easy to root for. Maggi, the the magnificent Maggi got two hits. He got his first two major league hits. But the you know Hayes got a pair of hits. Big you know uh, two hits from uh, three hits from Santana. Sawitzki drives in five. They sweep a doubleheader against the Washington Nationals, and they just look magnificent. And even if they come back to earth, they've given Pirate fans a magnificent month and hope into May. Now this is the last day of April. So we're going to see what happens. So the Pirates are going to be taking on the Nats and we're going to have to we're going to see if they're going to be the first National League team to 21 wins. Meanwhile, just keeping a little eye on the poor schmucks who are going to be starting the game in Mexico City, Cobb versus Darvish. This is the litmus test. Cobb is an excellent pitcher with a super low ERA. Darvish is obviously a borderline Hall of Fame pitcher. If that game turns out to be like 15 to 14, then we know it has to do with the park. So let's see how the games unfold. And I will just say this right here and now. It's time to talk a little bit about eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure that every player is the perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With the eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can make sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right. The games are over. I'm not going to go through all the games. Uh, They're probably going to do the recap show that they put on the feed. And, you know... You can look up the games. The Mexico City game was a normal game. The Padres won, but it wasn't a football score. The Yankees got clobbered, and Mother Nature postponed the Mets and the uh, Braves and the the Mariners and the Blue Jays play an extra inning thriller. But I, I, I'm, I, I'm just going to focus on one thing here. There are a lot of different sports going on right now. This is a fabulous time if you're a sports fan. You got the Stanley Cup playoffs and the finals. With the playoffs are going on, there's some wild upsets there. The NBA playoffs are going on. And some massive upsets are happening there. And the Warriors and the Kings and the Bucks and the Heat and all that stuff. There's no sport like baseball. None. Because you could have what seems to be an understandable narrative for a game and the rug can be pulled from right underneath the players and, and right underneath people watching the game or listening to the game on a daily basis because of the one thing that makes baseball different from the other sports. Yes, there's a pitch clock for the pitchers, but there's no clock for the game. You can't take a knee. You can't dribble out the ball. 
You can't play a neutral zone trap in hockey and run the clock out. You have to get the last out. And there was a game that took place on Sunday between Tampa Bay and the Chicago White Sox. The Chicago White Sox are ice cold in a 10-game losing streak, losing that game where they had a no-hitter late. And Tampa Bay is playing on a different level, like on a different league. And the game today in Chicago with the White Sox wearing their throwback uniforms to 1983 looked like the White Sox might get out of this, the doldrums. Loy Jimenez got a hit, infield hit, 4-2 lead going into the eighth. And then, as predicted, the same cast of characters for the Rays, gets they all get the big hits. Paredes gets an RBI single. The, they play shoddy defense. They've made two outfield errors in the same inning. Luke Rayleigh hit a home run. Christian Betancourt hit a home run. Randy Rosarena gets on. Manuel Margot gets hit. Stolen. But next thing you know, the White Sox are up 7-4. to four. The score is 9-5. to five. Going to the ninth inning with the Rays winning. the, They're going to finish April with on a flourish. And going into Chicago for a sweep. The White Sox are going to finish the month on an 11-game losing streak. It's not even a save situation. Leadoff batter gets out. Everyone just knows this is a, a, a this is a loss for the White Sox. It's a win for the Rays. Hit, hit batsman, and then a double, but then a sacrifice fly. It's nine to seven, but there are two outs. Elvis Andrews is up. Two strikes on Elvis Andrews. The White Sox are one strike away from making an 11-game losing streak to the best team in baseball. But Elvis Andrews gets a hit. Suddenly, it's a one-run game. Sosa comes up. He gets to two strikes. He gets a hit. The White Sox bring in a, a reliever. And Adam Hesley comes up. He gets to two strikes. Three straight batters on the coldest team in baseball against the best team and hottest team in baseball. Three straight batters get to within one strike of ending the game on a loss. And they all got hits. And the game gets tied. Up steps Andrew Vaughn. He gets two strikes on him to send it into extra innings. And what does he do? He lets up a home run and the White Sox win on a walk-off homer. No other sport can do that. I don't care how many last-second heaves you have. You're never going to have just constantly you're, you're one second away from the clock going out, and then four straight people say, I'm not going to be the one to end it. I'm not going to be the one to end it. I don't care if we're playing like the worst team in baseball. I don't care if this other team's playing on a different level. No, the team could do that. Put up a seven spot. You could hit a last second shot or you can throw a Hail Mary pass with time running out. But you can't throw four. You can't throw four buzzer beaters. This gave us four buzzer beaters. Boom, 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 boom. And for one day, 
the lowly White Sox get to celebrate and the white-hot Rays get to walk off the field with their head down. You can't do that in any other sport. That's why even in the middle of the playoffs for all these other sports, which are wonderful, baseball is king. So tomorrow, uh, Miller Thomas and I are going to be talking about other teams that were in first place at the beginning of May in some other years, and some of them I guarantee you've forgotten about, and also trying to figure out what the heck is going on with the Cardinals and with the Diamondbacks. So follow us at Lockdown MLB Pots on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Please, please, please subscribe to the show on YouTube. We're trying to grow the show right here. And there's going to be a couple of changes, a couple of format changes to the show. But in the end, the focus of the show is always going to be our love of baseball. So send me any questions or anything you want. If you're listening every day, hashtag Everyday Sully. Loving a weekend of baseball. That was Really, really tremendous. This has been Locked On MLB for May 1st, 2023. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.